When I was at St. Mary's Central High School for five years as chaplain, one of the highlights each spring is we would host our annual Grandparents' Day Mass, where we would invite the students to invite their grandparents from near and far to come and join us for an all-school mass in our school gym. Following mass, there'd be a luncheon or some type of uh, social for grandparents and students and faculty to, to visit. A couple of years ago, I'd mentioned in my homily at Grandparents' Day Mass uh, the story of my maternal grandmother. And I mentioned her in the homily. And after mass, I was walking, and one of the grandmothers of one of our seniors uh, grabbed my elbow and said, Father, I knew your grandmother. I knew her in high school. We went to high school together. And I was taken aback because any time I met somebody who knew my grandmother, who had since passed away, I wanted to know more about her. She was a wonderful lady who passed away at the age of 65 when I was a junior in high school from both ovarian cancer and leukemia. And she was really the one in our family that made great efforts to pass on the Catholic faith to her children and even her grandchildren. And so anytime I met somebody that knew her from some point in her life, I wanted to know more. So I said to this lady, this grandmother of a student, what was she like? And she said, oh, Eileen Barda, so kind, so gentle, so beautiful, so humble, so quiet. Everybody loved Eileen. And I said, no, no. I want to know, what was she like in high school? <laughs> and she responded by saying, I just told you. Quiet, humble, kind, beautiful, everybody loved her. And it hit me in that moment like a tongue of bricks. The grandmother who I knew, the grandmother I knew throughout my life, the grandmother I knew who was suffering from cancer in such a courageous way, was the same woman 50 years ago as a graduate of Dickinson High School in 1958. And it occurred to me that for so many of us, throughout our life, from high school, even when we get a bit older, when it really comes down to it, we don't really change that much. We really don't. Think about people you know. Think about your spouse. Think about your kids. Think about your siblings. Think about your boss. We really don't change that much throughout life. Especially when it comes to things like temperament and personality and these natural characteristics that I mentioned this morning, we really don't change all that much. So when we're kind as a young person, more than likely, we'll be kind when we're old. If we're negative, pouty, critical as a young person, I'm willing to guess that as we get a bit older, we keep being a bit critical and pouty and negative. It's just the way it works. 
Now, where am I going with this, you might ask? The only challenge with my theory is that it's not really based on a central reality in the Christian life, namely conversion and change and repentance. I'm standing up here saying we don't really change that much. But the gospel invites us to do just that, to change, to repent, to convert, if you will. In a few days, everyone will be beginning the season of Lent. In many ways, we could call it the season of change, a time of true conversion of heart, true conversion of mind, true conversion in the way of faith in the way we live. Yes, we can't always change our personality. We are who we are. But the Lord is inviting us during these upcoming 40 days to be very intentional about those areas in our lives of faith where we know we need change and I will be the first one to set forward that I need it and I need it bad. How in the heck does Saul become Paul? He changed. How in the heck does Simon become Peter? He changed. What made that change happen? People like Paul, people like Peter, encountered Christ. Saul became Paul because he had an encounter with the risen Christ. Simon became Peter because he knew Jesus the Lord. We change everyone, not necessarily in our temperament or personalities, but in our lives of faith, in our own hearts and minds, if we allow ourselves to meet the risen Christ, to bring those areas in our lives where we know we need change into contact with him so that his divine presence can change us where we need it. May these upcoming 40 days of Lent, beginning this Wednesday, not be wasted, but may it be a season of profound change, especially where we need it most.